Welcome back to a new edition of Bitch Breathe. I am your host, Ricardia. So today, once again, I'm flying solo because I'm going to talk about a subject that I once again accidentally happen to know a little bit about. I am living in what I call side hustle central here in Berlin, in Germany. You'll be hard strapped in certain circles, a lot of circles, to find someone who isn't doing a side hustle of some sort. Like back when I was a yoga teacher, when people asked you, oh, what you're a yoga teacher, what else do you do? It was totally natural that you were probably doing something else because you weren't earning enough money as a yoga teacher, I think. And also, I'm a little surprised it took me this long to come and talk to you about this subject anyway, because I have been side hustling probably my entire career life. <laughs> So I've always had one subject, one day job, and a bunch of other things because I very rarely or never, should I say, found a calling or a job that would satisfy all my interests. And some of my skills would probably not be used in one job, but could really be used in another one. If you actually count raising a kid also, which I did on the side of going to college and working, then I've probably been side hustling for my entire working life. So today I want to share some of the secrets to side hustling because I think it's totally doable and I also think it's totally hard. What are some of the things when you initially start thinking about, hey, do I want to side hustle? Am I still happy with my job, my calling that I wanted to pursue? Do I want to end up working in the field that I ended up graduating in? which in many cases I'm noticing in Gen Z generation, but also even in my generation, was not the case. You studied one thing, but then thought, you know, I don't actually want to work in this field or with these kinds of personality types, maybe, once I'm done. You don't actually have to be super clear on where you want to go with this at first. Really, you just want to think about what it is you'd really enjoy doing. Right. So what are some of the things that Marie Kondo maybe would say? What sparks joy for you? And it might sound like I'm talking to a college student because, after all, all the adults probably know what they want to do. But it's not true. I am now in my 40s and I still do want to know what I'm going to be when I grow up. And plus, there's such a multitude of ways to go about using your skills and your interests that it's actually become a little bit more difficult to understand and decide what is it I actually want to do. And it's become a bit of a burden in some ways to decide that. I can, I'm happy to refer you back to my last episode or second last episode now actually, which was called Fuck Living Your Best Life. Because this burden, this force that now is here is you absolutely have to follow your joy, follow your passion thing, go with it 160,000%. And I don't actually think that is true. So to keep it a little bit more simple, what sparks joy for you? What is it you find yourself getting a little excited about and dare and allow yourself as an adult in her 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s to let the answers come? And not have the, all these rules about how this isn't going to happen for you anymore. Maybe you recently got divorced or you recently got married or had a child. And you're like, that is so not going to happen because I just don't have the time. I am here. I'm a living testimony to tell you that you do. We'll get into that a little bit later. And you don't even have to be that good at 
what it is you're thinking about pursuing. So a lot of times we think, well, how am I supposed to write a book if I'm dyslexic, for example? Seems like a reasonable argument, but really, in the age of spell check, probably not really. And so to just, without censorship, really brainstorm about what it is at this stage of your life. So again, if you're a college student, it's also probably good advice, but I know that many of my listeners happen to be in that middle section of their lives. So really allowing ourselves to untangle what it is we've been modeled in our lives, what it is people thought we should do, where they thought our talents laid, and to really unshackle ourselves from all those constraints. And then getting into the more practical side of the side hustle. So let's say you actually have a hunch or a three as to what it is you want to do. How are you going to fit that into your already busy life? What if you're a nurse? For example, I'm not, but I just happen to feel like anytime I meet someone who is a registered nurse, it feels like their working hours are just off the Richter. Just crazy, especially with the pandemic over the last couple of years. It feels like these people work a hell of a lot. So what do you do when you have that kind of schedule? Now, I can't speak to people who have to work at night. However, it might help to at first notice what are your best times to work? Because some of us are a lark, some of us are the nightingale. Is it the nightingale? So to just sort of figure out what is my biorhythm? When am I the most productive or creative? Is it that time when you're under the shower? The classic people have their ideas under the shower. For me, it's when I least expect it. I'm not actually brainstorming about anything. I'm out getting a coffee or something. And that's when it will strike. But my most productive times, I know the best times for me to write since I'm a writer uh, are, is in the morning. Whereas a really good friend of mine, he loves to work late at night until like one or two in the morning. So start off first understanding what is your biorhythm? When is your best time to allot a little time window for your side hustle? When you've figured out when that time is, here's where it gets a little bit more tricky because the idea is to really focus. And focus, as we all know, those of us who are a lot more on their smartphones than they should be is really hard to do. I notice that for certain things, it's very easy for me. I can easily write for five hours and not be distracted. But there might also be days and times of the day where I can't necessarily focus that easily. So what do you do? And what I really want to recommend to you, because it's a book that was recommended to me, and I've mentioned it before on other episodes, is a book by Cal Newport called Deep Work. That book was an eye-opener to me. He really talks about how our attention spans have really been fucked up by the kind of zeitgeist, the kind of hectic, fast-paced lives that we now live. And so when you decide, I have an hour, I have 30 minutes, then put your phone on flight mode, make all of your family members go away, put a sign on your door, go to a coffee shop, go to a co-working space that maybe somebody else has that you can share, whatever it is, and use that 30 minutes, that two hours, whatever it is, to really focus your attention on this side hustle. It doesn't matter for now what the outcome is after that time. What matters is that you begin to build a desire and a time and space and freedom to put that work, that side hustle into that time frame. And that's super important because when you get into the habit of doing that, you're going to be able to actually do it. And that already brings me to my next point, which is schedule your day. So Cal Newport is super 
sort of reglamented about this. Like he he actually makes time slots for every day, like eight to nine, nine to 10, 10 to 11, which was really crazy for me because it felt very masculine and I feel a little bit more circular and maybe more eruptive in how I work, which sounds very orgiastic. But what I'm trying to say is I have times when I am bursting with creativity and then there are other times I'm in a total slump and I can barely get my hands on my coffee cup, which is like in the afternoon, for example, at around three. I can't do anything. I feel like I'm about to fall asleep. So you may not need to go as far as Cal Newport does by sort of making little time strips for every part of the day. But do see what your day holds for you or your week. Maybe you can take a Sunday night and see, hey, where are those little time windows on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever that I could actually slide my side hustle into? Even if it's just 30 minutes, people, it doesn't matter. What matters is that you committed to it. The commitment to do this is the biggest part because procrastination for a side hustle is probably its biggest enemy. If you procrastinate on the side hustle, it just can't happen. So schedule your day so that at least one small slot is there for you to work in. The next thing is, and the reason I didn't put it first is, It can be a little daunting to do this part, which is do your research. What is it going to cost you to do this side hustle? For me, it was writing, so that didn't cost me so much. I already had my computer. I wasn't making a physical product, but these questions could be very interesting to answer if you are indeed thinking about maybe manufacturing a certain product. Maybe you're thinking about drop shipping. And then you need to find out, okay, where can you drop ship from? How are you going to do that when the first orders come in? So to do a little bit of research, but my recommendation is to not do that for the very first step, just so that you don't get discouraged in case it's a little more cost than you expected, a little more resources that you have to allot to do it. Knowing what it is it will entail is good eventually. Maybe start looking into it a little bit once you have established your little side hustle routine. This one is especially for people who might be still raising small children or even school-aged children, or you might actually be taking care of aging parents. And that is to know where you can delegate, whom it is you can rope in to help you with some of the chores and tasks and achievements that need to happen during this week. Let me be very clear about this. This is not always easy, financially speaking, because My point that I'm making now is that you delegate even if it costs you actual money. Because the thing is, again, about the side hustle is commitment. Commitment's really, really important. And sometimes we don't commit to something unless it costs us a little something here and there. And I know this isn't always easy to do, especially right now. We don't know what our financial futures hold, maybe whatever life situation we're in. But there are a couple of resources that you might be able to tap into that are free. Let's say it's childcare. Maybe you can exchange with another dad or mom during the week. One little resource that I've used in the past and I've had very good experience with does uh, mean it's a paid resource, but it's fiverr.com. And I really can recommend it. You can get great help there, like whether it was graphic design or transcribing my scripts for my podcast. I even found a really great psychic there once. (laughs) I don't know if she was great, but she gave me a lot of comfort at the time. And to really look around, where can you delegate? Where can you get other resources and people to help you so that you can build your side hustle job? This one is actually a little bit more controversial because I've heard very different opinions about it. 
And that is that I'm saying, and I was a single mom for a while, so maybe it's informed by that life phase of mine. Don't quit your day job right away. Let's say you found something that sparks joy. Let's say there's something that you're like, yes, I'm ready. I can't stand my coworkers. I hate the field I'm in. For example, I worked in uh, high fashion uh, writing there for a while. I fucking hated it. I, I couldn't stand the personalities it entailed. I wanted nothing but out, and I did quit without having anything else. But I don't necessarily recommend that because it took me a moment or two to find another job that I really loved. So that's why I guess I'm saying don't quit your day job right away. There are people who will say do it because otherwise, again, the commitment won't be strong enough. The pressure won't be strong enough. And some people are very high performing workers when they're under pressure. So look at the kind of psychodynamics that you have, that you are, and see if that's you. Because if you're someone who performs well under a lot of adrenaline rushes, then maybe that is a way to go. Quit your day job. But if you're a little bit more like me and you have children or you have responsibilities, mortgages, car payments, whatever, where you're like, nah, I can't do that right now, then don't. And know that actually beginning to have this side hustle, at least that was a beautiful side effect for me, meant I could handle my day job a little better because I knew I'm out of here as soon as I can. And to have that little exit ramp, to know that I was going to walk down that exit ramp in a future that wasn't so far away was a really helpful little thing for me. Here's one that I wasn't so good at at the beginning, and I still have trouble with it because I like to get advice from people, and so I can't necessarily keep it a secret, which is what I'm suggesting you do. Don't tell others right off the bat, as soon as the idea came to you or you've made your first careful steps into the side hustle, don't tell them right away that that's what you're doing. Incubate a little first. Let it ripen. Let it start to get a visceral place in your body. And I don't just mean cognitively like, oh, I've got an idea and I'm going to intellectually pursue this idea now. No, I mean, let it take up real estate in your system. Let this side hustle be something that becomes as important to your self-care as yoga might be or taking your shower every morning or whatever it is you do for self-care. My side hustle actually began to be a bit like that. The writing every day was so therapeutic and it made me so happy that I was finally doing something that wasn't somebody else's life's work, right? Somebody else's dream. I was working for my own dream. But for me to be able to do that meant I did not talk about the fact that I was writing a book. I didn't start talking about it until I was almost done. And then I started to mention that I had written a book because I just didn't want people's opinion about it. And I was happy that I didn't because when I did start telling people, they're like, oh, yeah, everyone's writing a book. Are you really writing it? How far are you from ending it? And they had all this discouraging commentary for me that I thought, geez, I'm so glad I didn't tell them at the beginning because I would have been like, oh, everybody's writing a book. Everybody has a podcast. Who am I to think that mine's going to somehow be meaningful? Don't listen to all that shit. And the easiest way to not listen to all that crap that is probably biographically informed by their agenda and their biography is to just not tell people. Not right away. Just like you don't tell people right off the way that you're pregnant. A lot of people wait, wait until they're three months if stuff goes wrong during a pregnancy, as you probably know, it in 80% of the cases, I think, happens during the first three months. So just walk pregnant with it, as they say in Germany, to walk pregnant with something for a while until you're ready, until you know your commitment is so strong that even when somebody says something discouraging, it won't be enough for you to abort mission. I will say one thing. 
about the side hustle. And this kind of harks back to my episode, Fuck Living Your Best Life, is that side hustling is hard. I've had plenty of days when I was working my day job, doing the side hustle, where I just was exhausted, just exhausted. I felt like I was doing all this work. I was pushing myself so hard, but the outcome didn't necessarily match the input. And it's very important to notice those days and then to sort of pull back for a moment, which is what I did, and give yourself a little break. Rome was not built in a day, and you don't need to make the side hustle work right away. Some side hustles, writing a book, for example, can take years from the time you started that first blank page until the moment that you found a publisher and actually are onto the marketing and the book tour and everything. It can take years. And sometimes, I don't know if it... Ha- is that way for you? For me, it's that way now that I'm sort of in this, as people like to say, I can't stand it, the second half of my life and you're thinking about legacy and what else you want to do because maybe your children are grown up or you've finished up projects, you didn't have children, but you've done other things. You feel a little bit of a pressure sometimes, like I don't want to get off this earth until I've done this, that or the other. Try and take that out of it if you're noticing it's happening. And it can happen when you've got a day job and then you're working before you get to work, like what I do sometimes or did sometimes. And then I'm working again once I get back and then successfully having spent about 12 to 14 hours in front of a computer screen every day. If you notice that this is happening, I do want to sort of send ahead this little cautionary note to really pull back. You can use this pulling back time to incubate, to do something really nice for yourself or for others, and do something that totally doesn't have to do anything with your day job or with the side hustle. Because you know what? Whatever it is you do will probably inform that next chapter that you write, that next episode that you record, whatever it is. You know by now that creativity needs space It needs free flow time. It needs you to not sit on top of it, waiting for it to happen. Kind of like finding love, maybe. Letting it go, trusting that it will find you when you're ready. Because a side hustle is a kind of love, right? It is a passion and it's meaningful in many cases. And so to just understand that it doesn't have to happen all at once. What it does need to do is happen on a regular basis. So having the idea that you can do this in a certain period of time and that you don't have to stress yourself about it. When we say it doesn't have to happen all at once and it has to happen on a regular basis, it just means that you stick to the commitment to do it, be creative about when and how you can schedule it, rope in the people that can help you materialize or manifest this side hustle to really be carried by the idea that it will work out. It might take time, but if you stick to it, it doesn't mean you have to perfect it at any stage yet. It's just about showing up. I don't want to quote a certain person because we don't like to quote him anymore these days, but showing up really is everything, right? Just show up for yourself three times a week, twice a week, whatever it is you can commit to at this time, but then be religious about showing up at that time and doing this for yourself. And I promise you, as somebody who's done a lot of side hustling, it will work out. I wrote my book while I had a day job. I started producing my podcast while I was still in a job that required a lot of hours from me. And what else? I've been a voice artist for almost 20 years. I did that on the side all that time. And I've loved 
being able to do this side hustle thing. For me, commitment was never about this side hustle. For me, commitment was I never wanted to commit to work for somebody else for the rest of my life. And that was my thought that carried me through times when it did get a little sticky and difficult. So know why you're doing it and then stick to it. I hope that was really helpful for you. I hope there were one or two key takeaways that will encourage you to really go after it, not to stress yourself about it, but to understand that you can side hustle. You will be able to pursue that other dream when you put your heart and your mind to it. Here's to you, all you side hustlers. Until next time, sending love.